Hi, you're listening to Andrew Farris on NXS Access All Areas with Hayden and B. Check it out. special edition of In Excess Access All Areas, the Remembering Michael episode, our Zoom uh, Calling All Nations chat to a bunch of patrons and fans around the world who are, I guess, joining in on this particular day to commemorate, celebrate, and I guess in a little way commiserate just the passing of Michael some 23 years ago. Uh, We are very, very fortunate that through the podcast over the last six months, uh, we have accumulated many people who feel like we do be uh, and love the band and love Michael and uh, I guess on November 22 we always uh, tread sort of uh, I don't know regretfully don't we yeah so it's a very sad day and um, we would like to um, extend our hearts and our thoughts out to his family and his uh, friends today and um, all the all the hundreds and thousands of fans that are out there um Actually, can I just make it? I've got a little list for a change. Yeah, I've got a list here. Yeah, go to your list. I just want to list out a couple of Facebook um, groups that will be um, doing lots of tributes. Um, so if you want to go and yeah. uh, put some tributes out there and go and see what's on these pages. So um, Australia in excess Michael Hutchins group, the in excess Michael Hutchins fanatics, Andrew Farris fans. That's always a good group group to go to as well the hutchies in x and in x fans worldwide in x x can't speak tonight in excess alive the strangest party calling all nations in excess club legends never die which is a really beautiful um page to go to and um in excess fans and of course my beloved in excess um, fans love Hutch Nation. And there's another one I joined this week called Shining Star. Oh, yes, that's the new one. There. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple other ones I've joined recently, which I will go back and remember, but there is mm. such a, a, a wealth of, of fan pages and things on Facebook. You like the uh, Brazil one, don't you? There's a Brazil one, yeah, absolutely. I do get a lot of Portuguese messages that I sort mm. of go, CC. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so look, I mean, there's just so many around, um, mm. and we may even sort of, during the week, uh, acknowledge them as well, sort of on our page and say, you know, hey, hey guys, we love what you're doing. I'd just also like to mention um, that we are thinking of you, Tiger. You are very special and you're very precious to us. Um, I know that it's been a really hard, hard time for you, but, um, and it will be today, um, but we just love the path that you've taken and um, you, I know that you'd make your mum and dad proud. I really do. And I love the fact she's in Australia now. So she yeah, really is honorary Australian, uh, which is great. And uh, look, I know uh, over the sort of journey, there's you know, extended family, whether it's Tina and Rhett and um, cousins and nephews and nieces and people mm-hmm. around the world. Uh, yeah. Again, shout out to all of them uh, on yes. a day like today. And, yeah. you know, most of all, you know, I guess also to uh, the worldwide group of fans who, um, 
you know, do yourself a favour today. You know, put on your favourite track, put your headphones on, yeah. give three to five minutes and just remember what a, a great artist he was and yes. uh, what a great band in excess were when they were all together. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I guess tonight we've uh, got a couple of new patrons. We've got a couple of alumni uh, patrons who are, who yes. are coming on um, mm. and you know we, we're really looking forward to having a chat to you know these particular fans because uh, I guess they're from different parts of the world different eras different experiences yes. but yes. I guess the music sort of unites them be yes yeah it was um it was um it's been pre-recorded but it's beautiful to hear like like you say from different eras and and from from people that have um, got different aspects of listening to um, in excess and Michael. Yeah. Mm. So it's probably going to be a, a little bit less from us tonight, more about the others. Uh, so let's go to it. Calling all nations, Zoom chat, EP29, way to go. Okay. Zoom chat, access all areas, calling all nations, live and uh, going out all around the world to Pensacola, Florida, Wangaratta, yes. Victoria, Australia, <laughs> Wollongong, New South Wales, Coffs Harbour, New South Wales, <laughs> Victoria, where myself and Dr. Jim are from. And we have a couple other guests who are going to be joining us as well from all over the globe. So first of all, welcome to our new patrons. Uh, we'd like to say hello to you, uh, Danielle from Pensacola, Florida. How are you? I'm wonderful, Hayden. How are you? Now, for those who can't see, we're going to just translate this down through the call. But Danielle is wearing her Devil Inside t-shirt with mm-hmm. as much pride as I've Very. seen from a fan for a while. Give us a bit of history on that t-shirt, Danielle. This is my original t-shirt from eighth grade. Wow. From 1988. Wow. It is one of my, uh, one of the originals that I still have. Um, Unfortunately, I never got to see them for the kick tour. Uh, So I actually missed seeing them in Pensacola by three weeks. And... We had a county fair that we always have in October around here, and they just so happen to have this T-shirt. And, you know, the games where you throw the darts and the balloons. So yeah. guess what I won? <laughs> oh, congratulations. Well, for a, t- for a T-shirt that's 32 years old, it yeah. looks sprightly and clean. I, I, can't keep, I can't keep a white T-shirt clean for four weeks. So I am envious well, I'm, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I can't turn around because it's so old, the back's ripped out. <laughs> oh. No worries. 
All right. Well, we're looking forward to hearing from you a little bit later. Uh, we're going to welcome Matty Dean. He's uh, all the way from Wangaratta, Victoria, Australia, the same state that I happen to reside in. Hello, Matty. How are you? Good, thank you. And yourself? Very, very well. Well, it has been Matty's birthday this week, so he's just turned 22. Uh, we did age him a little bit earlier before the call and added four <laughs> years, but uh, uh, Maddie's a big NXS fan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's fine, yeah. And look, Maddie is sitting in his home. Uh, it's about 10.30 at night here, and he's got a very, very particular framed uh, uh, picture behind him there. Looks like the cover of the Disappear single. Maddie, tell us a bit about that frame behind yeah. there for the fans. Uh, so I picked it up at a garage sale, actually. Yeah. Um, nice. With a... Um, certificate of authenticity a few years ago and yep. picked it up for a couple hundred bucks and I'm, yeah, hanging above my bed head here, so fantastic, so very happy. It's got all yeah. of their signatures on it? Yeah, signatures, it's all verified. and Yeah, excellent, excellent. Well, we're looking forward to hearing from you. Uh, only 22 years old um, and uh, I guess uh, a big fan and very keen to hear how NXS infiltrated your ears and became uh, a passion for you. Uh, also on here, we have our first ever, ever, I think, patron, probably our first ever fan engager. The first ever person to go to an inexcessive concert the other week and get turned away, not because of her, but because the band decided to not play. Hello, Carmen. How are you? <laughs> Hi, Hayden. Yeah, I'm good to know. I was just so disappointed last Saturday night that I couldn't go to the inexcessive concert because I really wanted to hand out all those cards yeah. and get new listeners and... We sent you, you were going in like on a reconnaissance mission there. You sort of were like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. You had your <laughs> CB radio, you had your cards everywhere to go. And, and, you, and then you got an email during the day saying, sorry, nothing to see here tonight. Mm. Yeah, I was just like really, really disappointed. Yeah. And then not, like I was really, really reason, embarrassed was there? as well. Sorry? Not even a reason. Oh, uh, no, they just said for un- un- unforeseen circumstances or Something like that. I didn't really specify what it was, no. Yeah. That old chestnut, <laughs> and that excuse. I was like, disappointed <laughs> because I've been planning that for about five or six weeks before the show was actually on. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's disappointing for well, you. But hopefully there'll be another one. Absolutely. Well, they said they're um, going to reschedule the show for the 27th of February next year. So that's a, a long time that's to a go, long yeah. Way off, yeah. Uh, also, too, we, uh, we've got a three-timer B on the podcast. This is his third uh, visit to the Zoom chat. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we nearly have to take an AVO out on him. Uh, but, uh, no, no, he's got a lot. He's got a lot to share. Doctor Jim, good to have you back again. Thank you, man. I feel I'm going to share something really special today that happened to me, and that's why I really want to be on today. We had you on last oh. week, didn't we? Yeah, you did. We, we, we <laughs> referred you as a, a good friend of the program. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> so, and we're uh, going to go on his show soon. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Not wait. Absolutely. Mm. And we have my trusty co-host, okay, all the way from uh, Coffs Harbour, B. We've got to say this. How has your NXS week been? How are you? Well, my NXS week was fantastic. I got to see Carmen. Carmen made her way all the way up to Coffs Harbour on the way to Grafton. Mm. Really? And I got a lovely, yeah, I got a re- Did you not know? No. In fact, in fact, I think it's fair to say for the listeners out there, B, we both individually had very, very busy weeks. Yeah. And we really haven't sort of uh, connected to, to, to today's, uh, you, know, uh, you know, I guess November 22nd podcast. So I am yeah. very keen to find out what has kept you busy this week. 
Yeah, I have been awesomely busy, but um, it was great. I had dinner with Carmen and her husband and she presented me with a cushion and uh, it's absolutely gorgeous and it made me so, I'll have to go and get it in a minute, but it's got little bees all over it and it's got the podcast and the little stars and then she's written um, building bridges and all sorts of things. It's gorgeous, really, really gorgeous. We're going to post that up for people to see, which is awesome. Yeah, I will, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, lots of other things, but, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it is November 22nd. It is, uh, I guess, a bit of a sad day because, unfortunately, it is the sort of anniversary, I think, 23 years now of uh, Michael's unfortunate passing. And I guess it's always a, a bit of a solemn occasion for anyone who knew Michael and, I guess, for music fans around the world. And I guess, you know, topically, it, you know, this podcast has fallen on sort of the release date. Uh, of Michael sort of passing. So we do want to touch upon, you know, Michael himself and just the effect he had on each and every one of us uh, who are on this call tonight uh, and do pay respects to, you know, what he achieved and not get caught up in the maudlin of, you know, what went wrong, but more, you know, excitedly what went well uh, in his sort of life and journey. So um, again, November 22nd, um, it's one of those sort of weird dates, you know, it's the day that JFK got assassinated. It's, it's the day my stepbrother was born. It's, a, it's the day one of my best mates at school was born. It, um, it's sort of interesting. There's quite a few things that sort of occurred. I think Thanksgiving sometimes based on the dates falls on this date and, you know, uh, depending on the, uh, the, you know, the rotation of how that works. But um, yeah, so I know for you, B, uh, it's always a bit of a sad day, isn't it? But uh, I guess for you positively, what do you what what's your best memory of Michael? You know, when you think back at his career, is there a moment or anything defining for you that sort of, you know, overcomes the pain? But you think of the positives. I think about the positive all the time, really. And and I must admit, like what we're doing here and bringing everyone together, I really would hope that we're making him proud of that um, more than anything. Um, but for his life, I mean, we're just so thankful that we've got all these images and all this music and all these videos that we can celebrate his life so much together. Yeah, very well spoken, very well said. You know, I, I sort of look at it and go, well, if you think back to, you know, the full life that he had, I, it's weird. I think I said on a podcast a few few episodes ago that, you know, 37 is, is a frightfully young age. Very. But as an individual who got the most out of his 37 years, he, I reckon he had two lifetimes of experiences uh, and everybody sort of out there would look at his jet setting lifestyle and touring and successes and friendships and relationships and, you know, experiences. And you could never say that he didn't get a, a lot out of the time he was on this planet, um, you know, both personally and sort of professionally. So it's something that I try to think of more now, you know, about you know, the value and the time he had out of those 37 years because, you know, he was never sort of sitting still, you know, and, you know, as the other band members probably reside in Australia, Michael was always in a new country. He was always in a new event. He was always sort of learning Out a new there. experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. keep adding and, and, and building, um, you know, his knowledge and, and I think, as Nick Egan said, just really embracing life and everything about it. Yeah, yeah I think he would still be doing all of that now as well. Oh, well yeah. I'd l- you'd like to think that he would still be going forward with In Excess and being the front man and uh, being yeah. there for the rights of people as well. Yeah, 100%. I was standing you were there, two worlds collided, and they could never tear us apart. 
All right, we're going to go over to America. We're going to uh, just get to know Danielle uh, a little bit. And, uh, you know, Danielle, um, obviously you spoke a little bit about uh, back in 1988 when you would have been in year eight, which probably <laughs> makes you around about 14. Does that sound right? Yeah, 13, 14, yes. Yeah. How did you get into In Excess? Like what's your first memory and the first thing that sort of connected you uh, and you look back on? Because I think all of us have some memory when we first saw them. Like, do you sort of have a memory yourself in that regard? I actually remember the incident where I heard them for the very first time and I was riding home on the school bus Yeah. and I had a friend that had her Walkman for those that are old enough to remember Walkman. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, she played this song and it was never tear us apart. And from that moment on, Michael's voice just resonated with me to I, I just can't explain it. Yeah. Um, because that album would have been sort of that song from Kick, uh, what sort of happened next? Do you remember buying the album or get it given, given to you? I mean, back in those days, it was probably a cassette or something, wasn't it, you know? Oh, yes. Um, I, I don't know how many I went through when I first bought it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, I mean, I still have my album. Um, I still have all my Kick posters. Remember the door poster? Yeah. Um, but... I, you know, from, from that moment on, I have been the biggest NXS fan. Um, I was known all in school, still to this day, as the NXS fan. When Michael Hutchins passed, I received more sympathy cards from my friends Aww. when he passed than when my father passed the, the previous year. Aww. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, um, such a touching thing. Mm. And I, and I guess, uh, getting into that particular stage, they've just gone through and toured with kick. Um, when they came back for say X and, and any other albums and things, did you see them live? Did you get a chance to go to them? Yes, actually. Um, I have seen in excess twice with Michael. Yeah. Um, I saw them in February of 91 and then I was fortunate enough to see, uh, them on September 6th, 1997. Yep. Um, the day of Princess Diana's funeral, I got to see them perform. Wow. Um, okay, and so then you saw that I, last tour then. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So Elegantly okay. Wasted. And I have seen them twice with uh, JD Fortune. And I was very, very fortunate to see them in one of their last shows in the United States. Oh, yeah. wow. Wow. Well, that's that's exciting because none of us, you know, in Australia got to see that. And um, I guess, you know, poor Maddie wasn't even born then, so he probably didn't get a chance to see that. But, um, and I, I will say I, uh, I uh, made my way down front, just kind of grew, grew a pair and made my way down front. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Kirk came over and I uh, got a, a guitar pick from Kirk. And, uh, you know, he, he put his hand over his heart and said, thank you for being a fan. Oh, ah, beautiful. Beautiful. And was that on the last, very last tour? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Wow. Awesome. I, I've been very excited about meeting Danielle. Yeah. Because, um, I, I think we became Facebook friends this week, Danielle, didn't we? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, other than the messages and things like that uh, and on Facebook Messenger or whatever. But, yeah, I, I've seen your participation through all sort of the platforms and, um, yeah, I think uh, I could. I, you can sense the Uber fans yeah. uh, amongst us, um, and then there's the Stratosphere Uber Uber esque fans. I think you're in that category. Definitely. Oh, do that's you, an honor and a compliment coming from both of you. Um, <laughs> do you pop? You posted an audio or something. Tell us about that. 
what was that today was it or yesterday um <laughs> well since you guys have um done this uh podcast which this has meant so much to me this entire summer you guys have no idea and it has brought me back to a time so i was able to find my tape from the first NXS concert that I went to that I snuck a tape recorder in Excellent. and we recorded. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, so when I, when I played it back, obviously all I can hear is uh, a young Danielle, 14 year old screaming <laughs> over Michael Hutchins. <laughs> Fantastic. And I, I played it for my husband earlier. He's never heard that. And he goes, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you got some lungs. <laughs> <laughs> interesting story we had a, a on a very first zoom call we had a girl um from new zealand who was only i think 16 or 17 or she might have been 19 16 uh, 16 yeah i can remember listening to that that episode yeah she, dis- she disappeared a bit b have you been talking to her at all no i haven't <laughs> well, well sort of i think she's just in the middle of all exams her um, exams yeah, yeah yeah but you're only 22 so i'm gonna ask how you got into the band was it something that came through your parents or through just the prolific radio because in excess are on you know fm radio everywhere in australia um tell us about your background and finding the band yeah so initially it was through um family and parents listening to music i didn't particularly like um in excess more so other um, Australian and 80s bands. Yeah. Um, but I was very fortunate to see them. One of their last tours, I reckon, in 2012, so about eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. With, um, Is that the Day on the Green or something like that? Yeah, Red Hot Summer Tour. Yeah, okay. Going into it, I had no idea who they were. They popped up on stage and I just thought, no, who are these <laughs> old dudes? And they were in Buxedas as well. And I, who are these guys? And then a few years later, the um, when the miniseries came out, I got into them and I've been hooked ever since. Okay. How did they sound that day, though? That's what I want to know. As good as other live performances that I've seen. Yeah. Fantastic. So that yeah. particular yeah concert series, I think, was probably around just after the original Sin album came out, um, and they were sort of generally wearing the, the sort of the suit thing going out on that particular sort of tour, and, and uh, that sort of recreated some of the old stuff mm. uh, on that particular album. But I guess, did you find maybe, and this is something that a few younger people into the band have told me, they were like, Wow, I didn't realise that was an NXS song or oh, I haven't heard that one. Oh, that's an NXS song. And then suddenly you realise there's about 15 to 20 songs that you were hearing on the radio and thought, oh, that's the same band? Did you get that type yeah, of experience? Definitely. Yeah, so I'd heard before, a few months before the concert that I went to, I'd heard um, Never Tear Us Apart. Yeah. It came up on came up on TV on an ad and, um, yeah. yeah, I had no idea until they played it that night. Yeah. And then yeah. you're like, oh, wow. It was one of their songs. Yeah. Yeah. And was the miniseries for you, you know, I know for a lot of Australians in our own country, let alone overseas, was a bit of an eye opener for you just about, you know, the, 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 
the the slow climb but the sort of the massive sort of you know uh, work they did to sort of climb up the ladder was it quite sort of educational for you to sort of find out the whole backstory and things yeah definitely i mean the years that they spend circling around the pubs and clubs then yeah yeah i was quite taken back by it and yeah very surprised that after so much hard work they yeah you know it finally paid off yeah i mean nowadays you know people post things and sometimes they blow up straight away don't they you know with you know all the sort of uh youtubes and all that sort of stuff but you know back then you know bands were given sometimes four five six albums to figure it all out um a lot of times now if you don't make it on your first or second album you get cut by the record company now Well, uh, I'm going to sort of flip over to Dr. Jim. Um, this might be a question without notice, Dr. Jim, but um, what sort of, uh, you know, probably putting your Hall of Hall of Fame sort of thing together, have you been pulling any albums out lately or any sort of um, particular songs that are getting high rotation for you? Because sure, there's a labour of love. You might be pulling out your Listen Like Thieves or your Kick or, you know, your Shabu Shabar. What's getting a bit of a rotation for uh, you? I'm actually in the, in the car, basically, you know, as you're going to work and back, I... I love rotating the the, the um, latest edition of the, you know, Michael Hutchins in excess mystify. I really like the way that that's kind of got. But I think B's a fan of that. Um, yep. The journey, the, mu- the musical yeah. journey. Yeah, it's really good. love that. I really love that. Right in the car, that one. I love it. Love that. And then I um, and then listen to um, I love. I've been listening to the um, 1979-1982 where they before they became what they became, that whole... Um, Stay Young kind of, sort of compilation? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, they've got that. some of the live outtakes and a few things there and covers, haven't they, on that? You know, like it's like what um, Danielle was saying, like you really can hear that distinct Michael voice, Yep. you know, that um, does a lot of belching and twanging. <laughs> it's just, love it. If this was easy, what would I be? Said I have all the answers. How could anyone? Can't stop looking at the lights all around my head. I'm missing the darker side of the man. All right, now Carmen Few. Now you've you've been on a, a road trip. It sounds like you've gone up to Grafton and back. Is that right? That's right. Did your husband get subjected to uh, in excess on the iPod in the car on high rotation? <laughs> Yeah, I introduced him to some like Andrew's new material and Ash and Moon. I had that on my playlist, so mm. quite enjoyed that. That was good. Yeah, yeah. sort of like sort of suitable for the type of places we were going to listen to that sort of music as well. You nearly, you nearly yeah. probably dropped into Andrew's house for a cup of tea. You were that close, Grafton way. <laughs> no, 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 we weren't that close. No, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. not far. I live. same things differently and that's okay and I like I'd like to get to know you because you're different than me
Now, you said that uh, probably over the summer you might have just discovered our podcast. How, how did you get to find uh, out about us and um, what what sort of prompted you to sort of, you know, um, listen in? I, I assume it's because you're a big and XS fan, but we're this little pokey podcast on a few platforms and we're glad we found you. Well, thank you. Um, I threw some of the NXS pages that, you know, um, obviously all of us fans are on and I think someone had shared it. I have never listened to a podcast. And so this is a first for me. And um, I think as soon as I found out, I, you know, started obviously following you and became a patron and um, have never looked back. And I look forward every week to you guys coming out. How do you listen to us? How do you listen to us? Are we sort of like, what are we part of? Are we part of the uh, chores? Yeah, oh, while, whilst, yes. whilst you're listening to us. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. And uh, uh, I'm a dog mom, so uh, the oh. dogs get to hear you guys uh, every uh, every Monday morning. Yeah. <laughs> well, thing, I mean, thing I like about podcasts particularly is just that there's no ads, you know. Um, until one yeah. day we get a sponsor, <laughs> then we might have to put one on. But, you know, God forbid we don't have to go through all of that, B. <laughs> uh, unless they write a big check for us and then we're happy. But, um, yeah, podcasts, I think... Uh, it's such a great forum these days just to sort of listen to things and not sort of be stuck with just general radio and all the ads. So, um, look, we're glad we've sort of connected with you. Is there anything particularly with any podcast episode we did that you've sort of enjoyed the most? Any guests or any topics that we've delved into? Um, oh, gosh, all your guests. I mean, Richard, Nick, um, just to, to hear these these backstories that, um, you know, like we talk about all the time, you know, back then there was no internet. There was no... A way of getting information and yeah. so some of these stories are wow amazing you know it's not stuff they published in uh you yeah. know uh, yeah. rolling stone magazine at the time so mm-hmm. that's that's what i really enjoyed is just listening to some of these personal stories so i mean they're all my favorites so you know i can't <laughs> just choose one <laughs> look there's no no, no um uh, self-aggrandizing here we, we're just glad that it's connecting with you and um you know one of the things we want to do is just i said you know, keep putting content out every week. You know, there's so much we want to sort of keep putting out and we've got ideas coming out of our proverbials and there's lots yes. of things that, that uh, people have suggested um, that we delve deeper into. I think even today it came yeah. out, it's like, oh, what about, you know, um, soundtrack um, songs Movies. and things like that? Yeah. Yes, just, yes. that's what I suggested earlier today. Yeah, okay, that was you. Okay, cool. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, you know, one of the things we're sort of trying to do with the narrative is going through sort of a, a, chrono- a chronology between the start through the career um i know the other week <laughs> Carmen, you said oh i'm not ready for the negative stuff yet <laughs> I'm, I'm still i'm still i'm not ready to sort of delve into that the darker stuff <laughs> but unfortunately we get someone like nick egan on who was part of the darker stuff we had to go there a little bit a um, little bit yes but um but on a on a sort of a, a chronology level we like to sort of have it so that the podcast starts in 1977 and goes through mm. to sort of effectively, you know, 2020 because there's, there's stuff going on at the moment and there's stuff going on with the musical and I think there's going to be a plethora of future content. Um, one How of the many things, episodes have you got written down, mate? Uh, we've got 3,971 to go. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's 80 years worth. So <laughs> oh, oh, geez. Are you ready to take over, Matt? <laughs> yeah, need, yes, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But... Um, you know, one of the things we um, uh, sort of excited about is that 
as Dr. Jim said before, you know, even things like, uh, you know, the uh, compilations or the rarity albums, there's things that were released here in Australia that probably haven't been released in America and things overseas in England, like Chris Murphy, you know, was quite diligent in sort of releasing different versions of greatest hits in different countries. And there's different EPs and different extended bonus tracks and lots of things. Like even in Japan, you know, you buy the, the album, um, I think elegantly wasted over there. You'll get "Let It Ride" at twelve, and I think you get uh, actually, yeah, you get "Let It Ride" on there. That's uh, no, sorry, you get "Shine" at twelve. You don't get "Shine," the song on elegantly wasted in the American edition. Uh, you get that in Australia and uh, England, and I think in Japan, and you get "Let It Ride" at thirteen. Uh, and I think in Japan, you get "Born to Be Wild" on Full Moon Dirty Hearts at number twelve or thirteen there. And it's just little things like that that, you know, for some of the geeks like me and Pedro, uh, we find quite interesting and people collecting and accumulating and, you know, wanting to chat about some stuff. You know, there's some things that some people have heard that, that you know, haven't been heard in different regions. So um, we don't think we'll be short on certain topics. And you know, over the next few weeks, we're going to get into some stuff about Michael and the Max Q album because we've done Kick and we've got X coming, but we have to talk about Max, Max Q before Kick. Sorry, before X because... Uh, that happened in 89. So, uh, but there are a lot of people who can't buy the Max Q album B because it's no. not sort of uh, printed or published anymore. No. Um, and uh, if you haven't got a copy or, I mean, you can go But it online. comes up quite a bit on um, eBay, doesn't it? There's, there's always a few yeah, copies yeah. going around. But um, for some people, we're looking forward to that being a new experience as we, mm. we go through and do that. And look, we might even be able to play the whole, we might be able to download the whole album and put it on there and I don't know. I don't think I don't we get sued by that one. Um, we'll see what we get to. Uh, Michael, Michael would love us to play the whole album, get it out there. I would. I'd like yeah. to think so. Oh. I can't believe my brain. Some people that would love, love to have been on the show with us today, but just find it a little bit hard um, because of the subject that we were talking about on this uh, precious day. Um, one of them was um, Lisa Urban. And I do have, I did screenshot what she had to say, if I can read it out, Hayden. Is that okay? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Okay. 
She says, but I will still remember when Michael passed away like it was yesterday. When I first heard the news of his death and that they called it suicide, I was shocked and I honestly didn't want to believe it. I keep thinking that it had to be of some sort of fatal, tragic accident that took his life. Regardless, I think of Michael often and wonder what sort of music he'd be writing today. I do believe it would be an as timeless as ever and would continue to speak ever so subtly about the issues facing our world today, calling for peace, love and social equality for all. Show me the way, give away the Nick Egan, we've been speaking about a fair bit, but Nick, after being on the podcast, Susie Hutchins, Michael's um, father's wife, yep. has um, been in touch with him. Helen actually started a page called Michael's Memorial. Um, dot org, yep. um, which I do recommend everybody goes to. And each year they get in touch with um, somebody that was close to Michael to write something. Oh. And they can just read out what um, Nick has written on there. The happiest I ever saw Michael was at his house in the south of France, where he was in his element, safe from the critical eye of the rest of the world. He could be himself, entertaining friends and family, telling stories, laughing, creating. That's the memory of Michael I cherish the most. I wish more people could have seen that side of him. Oh, lovely. Mm. Very lovely. Mm. Um, I do remember that page coming out when Cal was alive and putting that together and it's years since I've actually gone on to and had a look. But Yeah, um, it's very active at the moment wow, because okay. of the memorial. If everyone can go there and pay their respects on there and, and read what's Is, been Can there. we put a link up or anything like that, Ben? I will try. Yeah, I, I, absolutely yeah. I will put a link yeah. up there. Um, I think, Doc, Dr. Jim, you're in touch there with Foxy at the moment. Is there a message from Foxy? Not yet. She's still typing away. Okay. okay. All right. Now, she, she would get emotional, so she's probably yeah. done herself a justice uh, by not coming on, poor thing. Mm. She's very, very uh, heartfelt in everything she feels. So, But um, we do send our love to her and look forward to your message coming through soon. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess uh, going back to you, Maddie, uh, on a little bit more of a, an upbeat sort of uh, push, uh, what albums have you sort of, you know, played or have you got every album? Do you play something more than others? Have you gone back and dived deep on things? Or was the podcast sort of directed you to some stuff you've never seen before? No, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty, I've deep dived, deep dived into almost every album and yep. it's always gets a plug every few weeks or so. So it's always, yeah, on rotation. Yeah. I just love, yeah, every album, every song. And what, um, you know, which sort of album connects with you? Because you're in an interesting place. Um, and a, a part of me is a bit jealous that you can sometimes like, like for me, it's probably a band like Pink Floyd that I copped the end of their career uh, when I was young. But um, I then go, went back and discovered them when I was more of an adult. If you had to go to a desert island, you know, man, you could only take one or two. What would you have to take? Oh, um, tough question. <laughs> Don't say the greatest um, hits either. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I uh, definitely have obviously kick and uh, listen like these. Yeah. Um, one that I do like though is Welcome to Wherever You Are. Yeah. That's oh, probably yeah my 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 favourite album by far. 
Yeah, I was thinking about that album this week and yep. um, I, I'm a big fan of Mark Opitz, the producer on that, who did their Shabu Shabar album, then did Welcome and then did Full Moon. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's a good podcast I've mentioned previously where he's talking and um, I really, when we do that album review, I'm going to really work hard to try to get him on the podcast because um, he, he talks about that album. He says, you know, I wanted NXS to become more musical again. And I think what he meant by that is that with Kick and X, et cetera, there, they had a certain formula there, but with Welcome, they really pulled out, you know, things like the Indian sitars and, you know, big orche- orchestral type things. And there's so many textures to that album, you know, which it's a real sort of wide sound, isn't it? You know, there's lots of different songs with different sounds. Um, uh, and I'm glad, I'm really glad you like that album, which is, which is really cool. Every album sounds different. It's not all the same. Yeah. And it, even any, every song as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's plugs to or bring definitely would bring more people in just because of the wide genre. Yeah, yeah. And and what about sort of the songs for you that sort of like just you know absolutely top notch? I mean, obviously, Never Tear Us Apart seems like it's an important one for you, but anything else? It maybe any deep album tracks that aren't singles uh, or certain singles that you know strike the the best with you? I definitely prefer um, yeah. when you look into deep dives of albums, I definitely prefer the gems rather than the traditional classics. Obvious. You know? like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because yeah, not many people would have heard, say, I'll throw a song up, for example, say, Not Enough Time compared yep. to, like, it wouldn't have got as much airplay yep. compared to, like, an Edge Tonight Devil Inside type. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. Mm. Yeah. And what um, do your friends think about you being such a big In Excess fan? Yeah, no, we don't share the same musical taste. No, no, no. it's interesting. I'm a bit, I'm a bit um, off some by myself on that aspect. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you don't share the knowledge with them. I mean, there's a couple that do, but yeah, it's more so with with family and older people. But I know, yeah. And would you go and see a tribute band? Yeah, well, I, I had planned to go see one, obviously before COVID and that through a major, major spanner into the works. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, hopefully once things start to settle back in, I'll definitely book yeah. tickets and go. Cool. You're going to come to the party? Oh, yes. Very excited about that. Yeah. Yes. Can't wait. <laughs> Can I ask a question to Matt? Yeah. Matt, Matt, what is it about the music? Um, I mean, you're in your early 20s. What is it about the music that strikes you? It's definitely, um, for me, it brings back a lot of, childhood memories and um, particularly like long drives in the car with family and just yep. blasting the radio and yep. yeah, everyone singing and having a good time. So, And yeah, you, uh, you, uh, parents, are they, I mean, obviously, you know, they're probably our age or, you know, uh, uh, or around. Are they into the band or were they sort of uh, playing tunes that sort of uh, carry down to you? Yeah, I'd say they're, they like the band, but yeah, not as much as me. <laughs> I kind of... Take that mantle. Because <laughs> it's one of those weird things, isn't it? You're not supposed to like your parents' favourite music. Like my dad likes Doris Day and I hate Doris Day. Why? Because my dad likes Doris Day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I just said my oh, dad sorry. influenced a lot of my taste in music because yeah. he listened to the Beatles and mm. Simon and Garfunkel and the Seekers and stuff like that and classical yeah. music and got me into those sorts of bands as well. And Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so like where I get a bit of my taste from my appreciation for sort of like popular music and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm with you there. My dad was into um, like Bob Dylan and uh, the Rolling Stones, <laughs> the Beatles. 
Yeah, I, I said to my dad one time, do you like smashing pumpkins? He goes, yeah, I'd love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's, uh, you know, where it, you know. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> but to be honest, I stole that from a movie called Bowfinger. So, you know, for those who tweet in, I've just, I've just, I haven't claimed it. But, um, yeah. Now, Danielle, for yourself over in America there, um, uh, the miniseries, when that came out, did you see that on some of the streaming services or was that sort of on one of the major networks there? Tell us a bit about that for you. It was on a, like a, you had to pay for cable, um, yep. Showtime, um, which I did not have at the time. So I immediately, when I found out the release date, I said, well, I'll be uh, subscribing to Showtime for the next year. <laughs> okay. um, so that's how um, I watched it. And um, I think here, I have not been able to find it on DVD, Blu-ray. Um, so I haven't seen it in quite a while, but... Yeah. Um, you know, just for something like that to even be shown over here back then. We'll, we'll get, was, tell what we'll do, tell what we'll do. We'll get a copy of it here. We'll post one to you. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we can get it out. I mean, it's, it's on the shelves at our local, um, what JB high, 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 my, my son calls it high five. It's high five. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, we'll get a copy. I mean, they're $15 Australian, something ridiculous. We'll just post one, send one to you. Um, just <gasps> of the you. Um, because they're there. I, I know, and look, it may be on some of the streaming services, but I know Mystify got a, a streaming service plus a small cinema release in America. Have you seen Mystify? I did. I was actually lucky to go to one of the only premieres after, um, oh gosh, where did it premiere in New York? Um, the Tribeca? The big, yes, yes. Tribeca. Um, um, I did not see it there, yeah. but there was, is a local arts festival in Birmingham, Alabama yeah. that is called the Sidewalk Film Festival. And Alan Hunter, the original VJ from MTV, yeah. was doing an 80s weekend that weekend and they um, premiered Mystify. So I was able oh. to see it at this film festival um, and it was just such a surreal experience I'm going to get choked up just talking. That's okay. About it. That's okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was amazing. And I will have to say, I'm going to give my husband a little credit on this. Yeah. My husband drove me six hours to go see this movie while he kept his appendix um, rupturing a secret until after I got to see the movie. Oh wow, that's love. That's, <laughs> that's love. That's like pain as well. My goodness. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. it was an amazing, amazing movie. And um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you got to see it in the cinema experience. I mean, in Australia, where probably in excess is home base has the biggest sort of per capita audience. That's how B and I sort of met, you know, for those who, you know, who have only listened to part of our podcast. We sort of met at the Mystify sort of launch. And um, in fact, we've only met once before, B, haven't we? Oh, no. It's <laughs> we're, mad, we're lifelong friends. You know, we're, we're in this cyber relationship. Of, uh, cyber, relationship. cyber relationship. Cyber <laughs> relationship. But, uh, but um, yeah, I mean, it's such a, a, an experience there. Um, uh, Dr. Jim, did you see the Mystify at the cinemas in Melbourne? Or did you see it on DVD first? Or did you get a chance to go to it? No, I, I, um, that's when I met Richard Lowest then. So, oh, you did too at the Melbourne one, the launch here. I did, yeah. It was, was that um, the Asta at the Asta? No, I went to the act, the uh, IMAX. Oh, IMAX, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah that would have been good. Yeah, yeah, I remember him saying a couple of things on that time. You know, it was two things 
you know, one that was uh, overdue, you know, 20 years plus overdue. And then, you know, with the whole mental health thing, he said, you know, and a mate he goes, I wish I'd done more for him at the time. So, and it's the way, it was really amazing the way he spoke about Michael. And um, even though, um, you know, he was very close to him, there was, he was still like a superstar. So, you know, he, Michael would have been just super busy connecting with um, his world. You know, yeah. what, what, and who couldn't even imagine what world he was in? Yeah. Uh, Maddie, what about yourself? The Say the mini, miniseries we heard about before. What about the, the, the movie itself? Um, it may not have been given a cinematic release um, in Wang. Maybe it was, but did you get to see it or you have seen it at the cinema or on DVD? Yeah, just like Dr. Jim, I've seen it at uh, IMAX Theatre. Yep. With Richard Lowenstein and he did the Q&A. Ah, okay. um, and then, yeah, very lucky, very lucky that a few months later, was show, showing in regional areas in Victoria, yep. Yep. Australia, and it was showing for, let's say, a fortnight or three weeks and went to see it about five times, I reckon, within that Good fortnight. On Good on you. So you and yeah, Dr. Kim were at the same showing on, yeah. and now you're on the podcast together. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Carmen, what about you? When did you see the uh, the movie? I saw it on my birthday last year. Oh, <laughs> it came okay. out around that time, and yeah. my husband took me to see that movie. And it was like, yeah, last year was a year when I sort of like became a massive in excess fan all over again. Yeah, like I said in the last um, Zoom chat, how I saw the concert on TV and then went to see the um, documentary like at the cinema, and then like. It got into an excess all over again after that because I've sort of been an on-off fan for a while, but then I just became a massive fan and then started engaging with people on the um, Facebook and everything. And it was like made so many friends and everything and met so many people through following an excess. So it's been really good. Well, there's one rule that we're going to invoke on you, uh, Carmen, and the word off is banned from your vocabulary, all right? <laughs> okay. No, I'm okay, you're an on, on, on fan. There's no off, okay? No off. Okay. <laughs> all right, there we go. Um you know, uh, look, permit me if I could just chime in with that, with the Mystify thing. I mean, B and I were in the, the same place that night. We had a, a great time just sort of watching it and things. And, you know, it's really interesting. I, I probably aren't going to ever watch it again because the memory I have of it finishing and uh, is enough for me. You know, I don't want to sort of necessarily see it again. It was perfect. It, it left me with the right memory, the right frame of thinking. Um, you know, I might go off and do a musical and things like that, but they don't really need to go and do a, a movie. I know for, for many years a more theatrical movie has been sort of talked about at different times and things. You know, the miniseries was really good because it gave a good backdrop. Um, a musical might be great because it's a sort of a different sort of platform and way of getting the music out. Uh, but in terms of sort of a movie that chronicled Michael and the band and things like that to, a, to maybe slightly lesser degree the band, but just for Michael and the impact, I, I think it was it was great and, we all, we all know, we all go into that documentary knowing the ending, but I do like it when an ending sort of finishes on a bit of a high when he's, I think, singing Mystify Live. Yeah. I think is my memory at the end of it. I've only seen it once, so I should ask Maddie. But I think they show him live at the end singing Mystify. Is that right? Yeah, I think throughout the credits they did. Yeah. yeah. So it sort of finishes. The Wembley performance yeah. As well, yeah. It sort of finishes on that sort of high where we're seeing him live and, you know, we've you know, they've deep, they've taken all the myths and the rhetoric and all the scuttlebug out and it was really sort of frank 
sort of way of putting it across and, and, and just the voices without seeing the faces of Bono and all the different people who participated. I think it really told a really, you know, correct narrative and, and took away, you know, I, I mean, I wish it was out 20 years ago just to take away the scuttlebug at the time yeah. because, you know, Michael just had a bad, he just had a bad moment, you know, that's what ultimately happened. He had a bad moment. And I know Dr. Jim, you're in this sort of space. It probably brings in nicely to you. A lot of people make bad decisions. It's just in a one-off moment, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to share something with you guys today that I did. Yeah. I think that that's one of the reasons why I wanted to come on tonight was yeah. um, I had the absolute pleasure of interviewing Andrew Ferris today. Oh, really? Tell us more. Yeah. Um, and that happened at 5 o'clock today. And I basically, and it ties in with all the stuff that you're talking about today, I as you know, I do the whole I'm just a man and I, I reached out to his management um, and I, I think I did con- try contacting Marlene and, and the inspiration for it was um, the CD that he released, the, yeah. the EP, and he had a song on there called My Brother and, yeah. you know, I found that extremely touching for me because of the whole my own personal journey and, uh, you know, suicide on my father's side. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to reach out. You know, what's going to happen? So reached out and then literally on Monday I got a call from his management and I missed it. So you think, oh, my God, how can you miss a call like that? <laughs> so I called again on uh, Tuesday and I thought, oh, it's not going to cancel my call. Text. Then on Wednesday um, he calls me back, Steve, Steve White, and I just explained what I was doing with I'm Just a Man and Foundation and that I named it after an In Excess song and the lyrics, as you've said before, um, Hayden, they're very honest lyrics, yeah? If, mm. you, if you ever listen to a, a recent, um, and you would probably know this, B, of um, Gary Beers and Toby Rand did like a little thing about In Excess. I don't know if you've seen that recently. Yeah. And, you know, Gary spoke about I'm Just a Man to the song, but, so I said, look, I'd love to do like an interview, which I'm going to have him on for my event, which will put snippets of it. So I had this incredible half an hour conversation with him today and trying to not be freaking nervous at the same time <laughs> while, while being, you know, honest. And, you know, I, I asked him those tough questions. So I asked him uh-huh. questions about what does the song I'm Just a Man mean for you? And, you know, I've got a new light on the song that not only was it, it was like he said something like, if I can recall it correctly, that Michael wanted to know how to be open because how, because Andrew at the time was writing music that was very open. So I thought, wow, it was his way of being vulnerable. And as you yeah. know, you read the lyrics. It's, yeah. Everyone has a mum, dad, brother and sister, some capacity. Yeah. So we talked about that. And then um, when he talked about my brother, you know, because I kind of went on that, went on to that and I was made sure that he was comfortable with what I was asking. And he said that he'd written that with John Stevens like 17, 18 years ago. And I thought, yes, I did. That's amazing, yes. you know, that, you know. And then when I asked him about Michael and I said, what's it, you know, what's it like now, you know, 23 years later? And, you know, he's, he said something really beautiful that, you know, and it's so easy to go down the rabbit hole of feeling flat. And we all go through it. But remembering him, like what you said, be remembering the images or, looking at, um, he talked about how he was a very funny guy, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I tried to make sure during the interview that I wasn't acting like a, a sorry, a dick of an NXS fan either. I wanted to be respectful 
and he just said it was just funny and, and that's what you remember about people, all the good things. So, yeah. so um, I really wanted to share that. So thank yeah. you. That was, I, didn't want to be, I didn't want to just come and uh, bombard this, the, uh, <laughs> the podcast, but share and contribute to the experience. So, no, Jim, that's Jim, just Jim, come on. You're coming on here to trump us and go, listen, your Hall of Fame <laughs> pursuit. You've trumped <laughs> us with Andrew <laughs> Ferris. We've gone 29 episodes. We haven't got one in excess member on. You've gone 20 minutes. You've got Andrew. Okay. Uh, hang on. But to <laughs> be fair, we haven't asked any of them on yet. Jim, Jim's, Jim's, Jim, Jim's saying all this and I believe and then back in his head is gone. <laughs> We're not ready. We're not ready yet. <laughs> I'm not ready. Sorry, Carmen, you far oh, away. <laughs> now, just wondering, what are you going to do with the interview and what you heard yeah. from it? Is it going to be? Yeah, 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 no, so some of some of it will be. Some of it will go on on Sunday night at my I'm Just the Man event um, because it, it went, went too long. <laughs> we went for thirty minutes, and yeah. it was really funny. We had this thing. He had the um. Because he couldn't do the Zoom from home, right? Because he doesn't have proper Zoom. Oh, <laughs> so okay. He had, drive, he had to drive out into the nearest town. Oh. And he's going, <laughs> and the battery on it's like 27%, and it's going down. So I said to him, well, is this the final countdown, mate? Europe? <laughs> it's the final. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put some of it on the event, and then I'll, I'll do some kind of release in uh, probably. Um, December, the whole thing. So, yeah. so just right. a succinct uh, Sunday night with your event, is that a, a, a virtual type event or is that a physical it's a virtual kind of place? event? Yeah. Um, you know, and I raise awareness for men's mental health. And, you yeah. know, I went through my, when my business burnt down six years ago, I kind of went through a journey and I fell in love with in excess music in a way that I've never done before. And that song, I'm Just the Man, came my way probably middle early in 2017 mm. you know and chris cornell at the time passed away with chester and i'd met kirk as i've probably said before and then i went it just kind of fell into place and here i am connected yeah three years later it's a charity and um connecting with people like you guys and everybody else and yeah it's uh it's a virtual event this year yeah normally it's uh in person but um yeah well, that song, I, yeah, I mean, that song, I'm Just a Man, is a message from the grave without being too sort of, you know, prophetic about it all. Uh, the song itself, when it sort of, you know, telegraphs, you know, Sister T and my father and mother and, you know, left, mother left town. And, you know, the, the lyric itself, I remember just listening to it going, this is a rare insight into Michael because he's always been a bit guarded. You know, lyrically, in excess, haven't been obvious in their lyrics. Like, Listen like thieves. What does that mean? You know, like there's something there, but it's not. It's not. Um, it's not as personal. Well, it's it's not Def Leppard. Get your arcs off. Get your arcs. Oh, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. It's, sugar it's, on me. <laughs> yeah. There's there's probably something a little bit more subtext. You know, to some of Inexcess's lyrics over time. And Andrew and Mike have often said, you know, they're a little bit opaque with their lyrics because it can be what you want them to be, but. But you know, like a good joke, you don't tell why you you know wrote it or how you wrote it. Just got to just got to be good or funny, you know. But something like just a man, I remember hearing it, especially after he passed, and I don't think he's put as much emotion into a song than that one, and it just climbs and climbs yeah. and climbs. It, I always think it's just that real hidden gem on the album that um, maybe Maddie, you know, you've you said earlier, like your deep dive tracks and things, you know, off elegantly waste. Is that one you connect with a little bit and on the album? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Personally, like I love the song and just yeah. the lyrics and the sound of it as well. Yeah. And if you're, you know, it's definitely. often anthems. You know, like if you're a guy and you're like you're singing, "I'm just a man," you're like, 
it, it's as a guy, you know, you probably sing along to that. Just like um, the female anthem last week, B, uh, Wilson Phillips, Hold On. You know, remember that one? Such yeah. Her, yeah. Someday somebody's going to turn around and say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I've copped a bit of shit this week from a certain patron about my penchant for Wilson Phillips, but I'm going to go on record and saying it's still a good song, <laughs> but I didn't buy the album. I bought the, I bought the single on vinyl in 1990. I'm proud of it. I stand by it, but I, ain't, I didn't buy the album. Don't you know it's a change? Things are going We're just going to let everyone just have their little tributes now. Carmen, would you like to uh, proceed? Yes, I do. Um, I just wanted to come on tonight because I wanted to talk about my memories of 1997 and around the time Michael passed away. And I was in second year uni at the time and I was 20 years old and going off to do my uni prep because I was studying radiotherapy and... It was a bad year for me because for the first time ever in my life, I failed a subject at school and uni and I was like really, really sad and depressed and everything. And then around the time, the day um, Michael passed away, I think, I remember hearing something on the radio and the ABC that some sort of um, rock star had died in a hotel, but they didn't say who it was. Mm. I didn't hear anything more about it till I, I saw the end of the news and I saw, I think, the um, In Excess Baby Don't Cry video show and I couldn't believe it was Michael. And, yeah, and, and up until that point, I think, in 1997, In Excess were considered a sped force. Um, there were nothing... They All the, like, the critics were trying to stick the boot into them and everything. That's what I remember. And, like, I was... It made me feel kind of sad. And then I remember like British press and the Australian press wouldn't leave them, leave Michael and Paula alone and they were calling Michael the poor man's Jim Morrison, which I got upset about as well. And then um, I think when Michael passed away, it sort of made the critics all eat their words. And um, I remember the day of the funeral and I was doing a uni exam that morning and came home in the afternoon to watch the funeral on TV and then, it was just really sad and it made me realise that In Excess were never going to be the same band, that my childhood had died, the band that I loved watching from when I was 10 years old on TV, they're never going to be the same anymore. Yeah. And it's honourable that the, um, the remaining members continued on and they did it in Michael's memory. And, it's okay. Yeah. And I, and things have happened and I wish in excess would still perform and everything and just be able to watch them and because I never ever got to see them live in my lifetime. If they could just if I could see a concert of them right now, I'd just be thought that'd just be the most amazing thing. So yeah, that's just All what right. I remember about Michael and well, when when they get um, into the Hall of Fame, uh, when they're in the Hall of Fame and you're flying over with us, they'll be playing five songs and uh, we'll be there. 
<laughs> and we'll have they'll have a guest vocalist singing each, and we'll all be in the crowd, and uh, that'll be that'll you'll, you'll see them inducted and play live. What do you reckon? Yeah, <laughs> that'd be really good. Awesome. All right, uh, Danielle, tell uh, you know, anything you'd like to sort of share, just you know, in terms of Michael and your memories, and just the date of today. Um, I remember today like it was yesterday. Yeah. Um, twenty three years later. Um, I was woken with a phone call from my best friend and she just said, Danielle, have you seen the TV this morning? And I said, no. And she goes, I think you need to go turn on the TV. And I said, okay. And I I just remember the anticipation that something bad had, had happened and seeing that it was like, uh, you know, I, what Carmen had to say, I just knew in that moment that NXS was never going to be the same band again. Yeah. Um, and generations to come, like, you know, Carmen was saying that, you know, they're never going to see this man perform his music and, 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 and uh, I just, yeah, no, that's, but, absolutely um, right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an emotional day. Um, and Michael's music has meant so much to me my whole entire life. Um, to even summarize it, it I just, I just can't. That's fine. Um, well, what I was going to ask is that cause you're such a passionate person and everyone in your sort of family community identifies you with being a real passionate fan. Um, tell us about maybe one or two people in your network or whatever there who have uh, caught the in excess bug because can't play that good music and not have it attract somebody who's going to jump onto your bandwagon. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, everybody in my family. Um, but I will have to, um, give credit to my husband. Um, how I kind of knew my husband was the one, um, is I had a hutched vanity plate, um, <laughs> on my car. And on our first date, my husband asked me about this and I said, well, there's this band and, it, and it's called NXS. And he goes, oh, Michael Hutchins. And he went, oh, you have heard of him? He goes, well, Kiss the Dirt Falling Down the Mountain is my second favorite song ever. <laughs> <laughs> you looked, so and I you said, looked at him and said, when are you proposing? Marry me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And we've been together ever since. So yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to throw this to my husband. Um, he What's is, his name? What's his name? Give him a plug. His name is Joel. Hey, Hi, Joel. Joel. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon Joel, waking- Joel, Joel has uh, nearly given up an appendix for this band and that is yes. the most impressive, yes. impressive <laughs> gift of, of, of love to a partner I've ever heard of. That's fantastic. Foxy would also like to play a tribute to Michael. Um, Love Michael so much. My life, like so many, forever changed. What an enigma he was, larger than life, yet just a boy that loved and wanted to be loved. Thank you, Michael, for all you've given me. There are no words to express the loss, but I think Vince Gill says it pretty well. Go rest high on that mountain. Oh, how he cried the day you left us. We gather around your grave to grieve. I wish I could see the angels' faces when you hear your sweet voice sing. Very nice, Foxy. Thank you. 
All right. Uh, Maddie. Uh, you know, uh, again, a lot of this took, took place before, you know, um, you were born and things. But I guess, you know, on November 22, you know, knowing that obviously as, as a date, has, has it sort of been a date that connects with you a little bit over the years, you know, looking back? Yeah, it definitely has. I mean, um, knowing that, yeah, well, obviously what happened, what transpired and it's just every year it's a significant reminder that, you know, of the band that we have lost, you know, yeah. that we're yeah. not able to see them perform or gain albums or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. Anything like that, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the things we are really lucky and, and whether this is the case or not, you know, you never know because it's always just people's opinions. I mean, Nick Egan the other week sort of said, well, you know, maybe, you know, um, Michael was going to leave the band and, you know, and there's various people that would dispute that and whatever there. But all of that aside, you know, there's 10, 11 albums there that and greatest hits and compilations and things. So such a body of work from a career sense that, that he's left behind. You can just put on and hear the voice. You know, there's, there's video footage, you know, you can put on here the voice, you know. I've got grandparents that they didn't sing and I don't, they, they, we didn't have videos in those days and they're just photos, you know, yeah. they're memories. Mm. We are, and I think sometimes, you know, help everybody get through November 22, you know, put on a song, you know, have a, have a, have a little bit of a tear, you know, have a little bit of an uplift. Um, yeah. uh, commemorate, don't commiserate so much, you know. I think, uh, I think Michael would want it that way. Mm. You know, I think he was an upbeat sort of guy and not a maudlin dweller, et cetera, there, like Jim Morrison was. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, Michael would be looking at the upside of, of a lot of things. And, um, you but know, he put was on, a true legend, wasn't yeah. he? In, put on that album that ways. makes you happy. Put on that song mm. that, you know, makes you sad and happy. Have a full range of emotions. But mm. I think the Australian public every year, what's quite good in the media, do acknowledge it and do mention it and, um, you know, just, you know, embrace it and, you know, you know, crank up the, the tunes that make you happy and feel something. B, what about you? Well, just listening to everybody, it just, and, and, and having Dr. Jim here, it just, it's the fragile of, of our existence, isn't it? As humans as well, yeah. you know, that, you know, that we are fragile people yeah. and he had that moment, but yeah. like you said, he's, he's a, such a beautiful man inside out. And the, there's a quote, isn't there? It, uh, I'm very fortunate that we were on the planet at the same time. Michael Hutchins was alive. Hmm. <laughs> I yeah. love that. I'm very, yeah. who, quoted, that who quoted that? I've seen it somewhere and it's just like, wow, yeah. Sums it up, doesn't it? How fortunate are all of we to have had that, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, Very, very well said. Uh, And Jim, we might make you the sort of the last uh, contributor and, you know, we do want to plug your virtual uh, Just a Man uh, event. Um, Do you want to plug it itself a little bit? Any specifics, any links, anything that people can find it? Is it open for the public? It certainly is. It's... um, if you, you can go to my Facebook, you'll find it. Um, or you go to the website, I'm just the man.com.au. I had, uh, uh, it was a big in excess day for me today. I even had to speak to Lane Beachley, very businesslike, um, just talking what she needs to be presenting. Um, and uh, I, um, I'll be asking the questions on her virtually about, you know, how she's dealt with um, COVID and with Kirk. So um, I'm very excited about all that stuff that's happening on Sunday. I think Elaine so might be taking. Uh, I think Elaine might be taking the lead in the media wars battle. <laughs> <laughs> How she's coped with Kirk in COVID. 
<laughs> I love that. Is, is, is that finding any humour amongst the uh, the rank and file, the media wars sort of segment? I don't know. I, if like I, I don't know if it's just me and B that finds it funny, but I think it Danielle. sounds like a whole. It sounds like a I whole. I love it. I love okay. it. Yeah, a TV show. <laughs> because uh, this week, I know. Kirk's been attaching himself to uh, Lane's events and we, he's getting a point for that. So, you know, um, you know, anything that, you know, mm. Kirk's not a, Kirk could go to the opening of a, an envelope, I think. Uh, uh, <laughs> he, he doesn't mind the cameras. Uh, but Kirk has the infamy of actually being on a very famously bad show called Celebrity Squares. Um, Dr. Jim, you probably remember Blankety Blanks in Australia. Yes. There was a, there was a sort of a show there, a bit like Blankety Blanks where, um, oh, actually, you know, either sit up in the audience was like noughts and crosses or something like that. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm probably having a bit of a conniption thinking about it. But, You're um, sounding quite old, mate. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I did ask Andrew about um, the Never Tear Us Apart at the, um, what was it? Was uh, the it the rugby event? Uh, yeah. yeah. No, oh, you did? I did, yeah. I, I did because it just, it was not so much, um, you know, I mean, with Amy playing, but it was more how Kirk got the saxophone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So was that all staged or did was that, was he going to do that anyway or he just, it was an after- I, I don't know if it was staged, but it looked amazing. <laughs> it did, it did. I was very impressed. Uh, Dr. Jim, you probably remember Tina Turner, you know, she gave that song Simply the Best to the Rugby League. Uh, yes, she yeah. did. And, and there was the, in the film clip, that, and maybe I think when she played it live at one of the grand finals, I think Jimmy Barnes never sing it, but there was the big muscly guy with the saxophone doing like the Kirk thing, wasn't there? Oh, Remember yes. Him? Yeah, the big, <laughs> the, big, the big saxophone movement. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so you reckon Kirk nicked it off him? Oh, look, look, Kirk, Kirk, Kirk's good on the camera time, you know. he. Uh, I, I do remember Rockstar in Excess. I, I, I think I was in the audience there and he was having a go at one of the, the um, uh, might have been Jake or someone, about who was singing getting in the way of the camera time of the guitarist and, you know, uh, and the band, uh, the band members, uh, you know, Andrew and, and I think, and Tim said, shut up, Kirk. Don't worry about you know, camera time. So, yeah. <laughs> we love Kirk. We do love Kirk. We've given you a deep dive. But we, love, we are allowed to take the piss. Um, speaking, <laughs> speaking of rock star, I, I, I know there's people that have their views on that, but there's certainly some value in, I got to understand in excess better from Rockstar. Uh-huh. really did. Um, only from the perspective of, remember, we've grown up in that kind of Australiana, down to earth, mate, you know, pull your head in. And it was just interesting to see the kind of the culture clash. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got to understand in excess better in some ways, you know. Look, the show Rockstar was was a great show. The actual music and the artists that got played and – uh, you know the, uh, you know, hearing hearing sort of Radiohead played on a sort of a reality TV show is just not really normal. Um, the Killers and that sort of stuff. I mean, as a musical spectacle and stuff like that, you know, it was it was great. The band were tight. You know, it was. Um, you know, we're going to go through and deep dive into. You know, was it good for the band? Not good for the band. In between, we'll go through that later. But in terms of just good rock, you know, music on uh, mainstream TV. I mean, it's. You know, it's you know, no one to go near that type of format anymore. You know, let alone no. back then. Yeah. Um, now we do have uh, Anne Marie who's just joined us. Hello, Anne Marie. Oh, she made Hello. it. We, we can't it. see you, but we know we can hear that uh, very sultry voice from the Midwest. 
Hi, Anne-Marie. Would you be able to uh, tell us a little bit more of what Michael meant to you? So, so much. Um, the hardest part is where to start. Uh, yeah. Um, just something positive, something good, something happy to look forward to, no matter what was going on in every way possible. I mean, over the years and, you know, especially today, too, just never changed. Um so much more than just the music. Where were you when you heard that Michael had passed away? Oh my gosh. I remember I was uh, my I was at home with my children and they were very small at the time. And um, you know, in 96, I didn't have internet, you know. Mm. In 96, 97, we didn't I didn't have access to stuff like that. So my sister was the one who called me and Sarah told me yes yeah she she was it was her first year of college and um she was you know pretty much down there by herself but she's the one that called me and let me know and I mean my my children obviously were they were too small to understand but just remember sitting on my living room floor and just crying and you know being in disbelief but so I mean it it was it was it was good that you know I had my sister yes I'd like to ask you about yourself and your sister so did your sister's an older older than you no I'm the oldest yeah she's six years younger than me and you've always lived in excess together it's been a a family thing yeah I mean if you were to ask her I'm sure she would say that it was um you know, my doing, <laughs> but just, you know, cause you know, the older sister and, but yeah, I just, I don't know. Like when I, after, from the moment I was first introduced to in excess and I, you know, I instantly fell in love and it became kind of an obsession. <laughs> and, you know, back in those days, it wasn't like you could just, you know, get on YouTube or get on the internet and, you know, it, it was kind of limited to the access, you know, Mm. And we didn't have cable at my house. So, you know, MTV wasn't always around when I was at home, but it was, it was definitely a family thing. And needless to say, our bedroom, because we shared one at that point, was full of in excess posters. <laughs> the Markham <laughs> sisters. Yeah. Oh, yes. And then we even got my mother included because the second concert, the second time I went and saw them, uh, my mom, all three of us went. So that was pretty awesome. Oh, that was awesome. Yes. And talking about going to events, did you actually go to see the Mystify movie together? Um, actually, yes. My daughter and my mom and I, we went and saw it together. The three of us went and we went out to dinner first and then we went and saw it all together. So that was, oh. it was very great to be able to share that with them yes it would have been very very good to have shared it together thank you for sharing that going out with our last words to michael stay young stay beautiful and stay that shining star yeah all right jimmy (laughs) <laughs> Remember the spirit of I'm just a man. Just a man. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Maddie? We love you and miss you, Michael. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Emery? Love you and miss you so much, Michael. Yeah. 
and Danielle. I just want to say thank you, Michael. Thank you for all the music. Thank you for all the, the, the wonderful, wonderful ways we will always have to remember your legacy. This is Felicia Marie from Carmadale. This is Foxy from San Francisco. This is Amory Well, that's a, a wrap. Um, I guess you know, a bit of a heartfelt episode today, but sometimes, um, you know, a bit like a wake after a funeral or hanging out with friends who've lost someone together, it's sometimes safety in numbers, isn't it? Yes, it did feel like that, didn't it? It was nice that we could lighten it up a little bit with um, understanding of people's journeys as well today, today as yeah. well, wasn't it? It was nice. And I just love the fact that people like Matt, who, who were really the future of the band in the sense mm-hmm. that when you and I are pushing up daisies and, uh, you know, Matt's there <laughs> passing music down to his kids, yes. you know, great, great music should be generational. Um, you know, we still listen to the Beatles now, but we weren't around then. You know, people listen to Elvis, listen to this. Well, the, yeah. Rolling Stone, the Rolling Stones are still around. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, there are bands that probably weren't around in their prime when we were, uh, uh, you know, we weren't born yet. But, um, mm. you know, we just hope In Excess becomes one of those generational bands that, uh, you know, keeps being handed down and handed down and the music's never lost. Of course they will be. We don't yeah, have to worry about that. I know. You're the upbeat one. I'm the sort of the, uh, <laughs> the measured pessimist. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Um, but look, you're going to take us out with a, a, a song today that mm-hmm. uh, uh, I know you're pretty passionate about putting on. And I think Dr. Jim, in light of his um, uh, event that's happening sort of virtually tomorrow night, uh, yes. I'll throw to you. Maybe you, just, you can just share with the listeners this uh, song and what you like about it and what do you think it means for a day like today? Well, we've mentioned it a few times throughout the uh, through the episode and I did put a little snippet in at the beginning there. But this is... I'm just a man, which just says everything about what Michael went through and just take it away. Goodbye, everybody. Well, it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from B. Yeah.